Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Unnamed Sports Show. I'm your host, Ryan, joined by my co-hosts, Jason and Jerry. Uh, before we get started, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us on our social media. Uh, we're on X or formerly Twitter, whatever that's called now, Instagram and TikTok, all at Unnamed Sports S. But uh, welcome in, guys. Fellas, how are we feeling today? Feeling, feeling good. pretty good. Feeling pretty good. This Almost getting to that time. I agree. I agree. It's going to be a real fun one today. Uh, there's not much going on in the world. Not in the world, sorry. In the sports world, outside of the NFL right now, we're coming down to the last couple weeks of the season. We only got three games left and then the playoffs. Uh, lots of playoff scenarios, teams in, teams out. So this episode, we're going to be talking solely about the NFL uh, and That'll probably be somewhat of a trend coming down the the wire here outside of maybe some college football stuff that's going on. But uh, anyway, let's jump right in. What an amazing week 15. I started yeah. off on a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're a, if a Browns or a, uh, yeah. ja- uh, I'm sorry, not Jaguars, my fault. Broncos fan. <laughs> no, not even week. if you're a Broncos fan. We got, we got pumped, bro. Yeah, but because several other teams lost that needed to, you guys still have a, a chance to get in. I guess That's true. overall you would have hoped to win the game. Yeah. But uh, starting out last Thursday, uh, the Raiders went and destroyed the Chargers, got Brandon Staley fired, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, what was going on in that game? That was the most absurd game I think I've ever seen. 42-0 at halftime. Um, I would like to say that I feel like once you lose a team and you, as a coach, and you can't get them motivated, that's what's going to happen. Like I believe the week before, he literally said, "This one had to ask him, um, do you still have the attention of your team?'" He said, "Yeah, or we wouldn't be getting blown out of the gym." And then they got blown out of the stadium. So, um, I believe the team is less motivated now um, and just didn't want to play under that coach so, like is really all you can get to it obviously you lose your quarterback and that has some issues with it but if you can't get people to play for you you ain't gonna you ain't gonna win games that's for sure true and it featured probably the sickest pick six i've ever seen in my entire life dude jumps a screen pass one hand to the crib it was pretty NCAA awesome and say 14 yeah, literally <laughs> yeah literally it was it was pretty amazing. Then uh, uh, onto the Saturday slate it was cool. We had NFL games on Saturday and Sunday again because there was no college football going on. Uh, Bengals winning overtime in dramatic fashion. They they do a fourteen. They have a fourteen point comeback in the fourth quarter. Take it to OT. Win the game. Uh, Jake Browning, is he him? He's him. We shall see. The Colts destroy the Steelers after the Steelers took a 13-0 lead. Colts score 30 unanswered. I thought it was hilarious, too. At the end of that game, the Colts have the ball on the Steelers' like 35-yard line, and the Steelers have all three timeouts. Or they have two, I'm sorry, they have two timeouts left. And Shane Steichen elects to take a knee, and uh, Mike Tomlin calls a timeout. So Shane Steichen's like fired up on the side, like, like seriously, you're down 17 you points with yeah. a minute left. So he runs plays and then kicks the field goal to take the 17 point lead, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't blame him. I do the same thing. I'm like, dude, you're not going to win. But 
Steelers uh, lose three straight, two at home to two win teams now on the road to the Colts. They're, they're in full downward spiral right now. Um, Lions-Broncos, not going to lie, as I started this uh, the show here, I totally forgot that the the Lions absolutely dog-walked the Broncos, Jerry. So I apologize. Slightly embarrassing on my part. Saturday seems like 10 weeks ago at this point. So my bad. I'll be better. I'll be better going forward. Hopefully but what happened to the Broncos? Don't worry. We won't, we won't hold it against you, Ryan. It's okay. Um, they will be held against me forever. But what happened to the Broncos? Like, Lions, they seem to be... Uh, kind of on that downward spiral that the Steelers are currently on. The Broncos won six of the last seven, and then to get just absolutely destroyed. Uh, yeah, that's something I saw coming. Yeah, we uh, so we were good for the first first couple of drives. Um, we forced, I think we forced two two punts, maybe three, um, and then all of a sudden Jared Goff decided to just turn it on. Um, Jameer Gibbs was playing amazing. David Montgomery was playing amazing. And the one thing that the Lions did not do was turn the ball over. They did not have any turnovers in the game, I believe. Um, and Denver had one, maybe. Um, but yeah. And I know a lot of people were talking about uh, the phantom offside call. I don't think it was offsides. And I also think that Javante Williams was in the end zone on the play before. All in all, it does not matter because we got absolutely pumped by the Lions. Um, but yeah, just not a good game. Defense couldn't get any stops. Offense played okay, but if you're playing against an offense like the Lions, a lot of times when you score 17 points, it's just not going to be enough. So you got to be better. I It was very surprising to see. I was kind of watching the game a little bit, and as soon as it was like a big, uh, it seemed like it was going to be a big blowout, I kind of turned it off because i'm just yeah. like this is this is not much fun to watch but yeah. so a, a common theme something you mentioned there and i think can probably be said across a lot of games this week a lot of bad officiating <clears throat> oh very yeah. bad officiating i know in the specifically in that broncos game there's a uh, a missed helmet to helmet for the broncos on their opening drive that uh, they ended up punting on and then that offsides call, which should not have been called. Then you go to the next game, Browns dramatic fashion, comeback win 13 points in the fourth quarter to beat the bears. Absolutely insane. What an amazing uh, performance by Joe Flacco in that fourth quarter. Only quarterback this year to throw 200 yards in the fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? This guy's been playing yards in the fourth quarter, 212 yeah. yards in the oh fourth quarter. Gosh. Yes. Wow. Absurd. Absurd. Incredible comeback. This is not something you normally see the, a team like the Cleveland Browns do. But it's that Flacco. It's that Joe Flacco <laughs> magic, yo. That Joe Flacco. He's got it. into it. <laughs> Miles Garrett. And there, there's photos of just this game. There's there's pictures out there like five times where he's like being held around the neck, hands in the face, grabbed across the chest. And NFL, please don't find me like you find Miles Garrett twenty five thousand dollars last week. But I don't know how you have a player like that not draw a single holding call the entire game. Especially, and then, especially ahead, since he's complained about it before. Like I'm mean, honestly, you can say the same thing about. Um, Justin Fields too. Yeah. On the late hits. Like yeah. and it goes both ways. Like, but like, oh my goodness. Like there these, was, com- these players are complaining about it. And they're not and they should be 
ref should be focusing these and they're not getting called at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. F- fields like same play, two different things by the ref screwed him last play of the half. He throws that hail Mary. They call an interception was not intercepted. <laughs> Jeremiah. No. Usu did not catch that football. No. That was an incomplete pass called an interception and that, which that counts against him. People mm-hmm. can get to go and say, I mean, we've had arguments about it. Just I was say people. <laughs> no, I, right listen, listen, he is not a top 10 quarterback in my opinion, but again, sure. people are going to use, Hey, two interceptions in the same game. It's like, Oh yeah, both of them are on hail Mary's and one of them wasn't even an interception. And then on that play, Zadarius Smith hit him about two seconds after he threw that ball. Like it was by far a late hit. No call on that either. So I don't understand. And then like the Browns get called on this holding play where Jerome Ford gets a thirty-yard screen, and the center uh, Nick Day, uh, Nick Harris, who's subbing mm-hmm. in for Ethan Posick, he doesn't even grab him. Like it's literally like a shoulder push on like the inside of the shoulder pad called for a hold called back. So it's just the officiating has got to change. It's terrible. I hate to get on a diatribe about something as, you know, like officiating shouldn't be what we're talking about, but it's absolutely terrible. It was, it seemed like it was really bad this week. They were really focused on the offensive offsides this week. There was a lot of calls across the league. Yeah. Um, David and Joku got called for it. Mm -hmm. I think they called one on, uh, did they call one on Kelsey this week, or was that last week? On Jason it Kelsey and the, the Monday it was night this game. week. Oh yeah. no, 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 that was last week. You're right, that was okay. last week. But still, yeah, lately they've been calling it, and it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Which conspiracy theory? I think they called it on the Chiefs, and now they're like, oh, uh, yeah, we're doing it to everyone. So now they're calling all over the place because the Chiefs all the time, complain. man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, moving on. Buccaneers yeah. go into Lambeau Field. Baker Mayfield, the only quarter, the only opposing team quarterback to post a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field. Are you kidding me? Ba- Baker Mayfield? Is that who? Yeah. The guy that the Browns kicked out of town? That guy? Okay. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> But Buccaneers on a three-game win streak. They win by 14 points. Uh, they got Jason's Jags coming up. Uh, the Texans find a way to win against the Titans in overtime. Uh, crazy finish in that one. Dolphins yeah. kill another team that's no good. Jerry is is. Does this mean anything? Because the Jets last week, Jets last week, you think, okay, is this a ball club? Are they going to make a turnaround? Is Aaron Rodgers coming back? Then they turn around and put up zero points against the Dolphins, lose by 30. Is this mean the, like, are the Dolphins still kind of in that fraud check? Or do you think, you know, this was a dominating performance that shows that they're a team that could go out and win this thing? Um, so the only thing that this game, you know, that came out of this game is that the Jets are eliminated from the playoffs and uh, Aaron Rodgers is for sure not coming back now. There's no reason for him to come back. Dolphins, in my book, still on fraud watch. Still got to put together a good game. They have a chance this weekend against the Cowboys to to really determine who is the real fraud in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> um, Here's my thing, though. Here's, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, take it. Take Here's it. my Let thing. Cook. The, the Dolphins, I don't think they're frauds anymore because what are the Jets best at? That's That's a good point. Best what are they best at? They're best at defense, and specifically their pass coverage. They have. We just saw two top ten corners in the league right now. 
they were without their best wide receiver, and they were still able to successfully move the ball down the field. Which is very yeah. impressive. I mean, everybody Which was talking the game before about how bad Tua looked when Tyreek went out and they ended up losing exactly. to the Titans. He looked pretty dang good in this game. Got the ball to Jalen Waddle quite a bit, and uh, Raheem Mostert had two touchdowns, I think. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. They got some guys on that offense for sure. The one thing I will say, and this is the only reason I look up this stat, I just pulled it up here. I only looked this up because this is uh, sort of my defense of the Browns being truly a like historically good defense yeah. is the Jets turn the ball over four times to zero times by the Dolphins. So if you look at points off of turnovers and total turnovers, their offense is setting their defense up for failure. It's like they only punted the ball five times, but they gave the ball away four times. So that's nine possessions that you're giving away, plus the possession coming out of half. You know, so 30 points on 10 possessions with short fields. Is that a product of how good Miami's offense is. And that touchdown to Jalen Waddle was, was nasty. It was a great mm-hmm. pass, great play. But is it more of a feature of Miami's offense or was it the Jets' offense being so inept? You know, like I look at some of the bronze games we've lost. It's like, okay, well, yeah, we got beat bad by the Broncos, but that's because we turned the ball over in plus territory several times. And same with the Rams. It's like we threw an interception that was returned 40 yards. It's like – you know, even the Bears game, the Bears only scored 17 points. Two of those were off. One was a true pick six, and the other one they returned it to the two yard line. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, yeah. I mean, not if to you just look, go back to if you look at the first half of the game, the Jets didn't have a single drive that lasted more than two minutes and thirty seconds. But yeah. your your defense is just getting gassed out there if you can't sustain the drive and hold on to the ball. Um, and I mean, the the Dolphins only had two drives that were or three drives that were over two and a half minutes, but they put up 20, 24 points in the first half. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, what do you, what are you supposed to do if you're that defense? And it doesn't help that Zach Wilson ended up coming out of the game. Yeah. Um, Very true. But, but I, he didn't look I, great when he was in anyways. So. And, and Jason, I know what you're saying. I'm not mm-hmm. totally disagreeing with you, but I think just a little bit of caveat. I mean, they yeah, still have the, yeah, they still had the Dolphins under 300 yard total yards, mm-hmm. you know. But if you only have to go 30 yards to the inside, anyway, moving on. Taking too long on the Dolphins Jets. That's not even a game really worth talking about. <laughs> uh, another one not really worth talking about. Chiefs Patriots. Chiefs win again. Although the one thing to talk about in this one, Kadarius Tony, another <laughs> bounce off of the hands interception. I can't wait for the Chiefs to lose a playoff game because Kadarius Tony. Let's it hit off his face mask. I just don't even understand how he's on the roster still, man. Hey. I don't. I don't either. You know what roster he didn't make? <laughs> Several. Find out. <laughs> uh, Saints beat the Giants in probably the most forgettable game. Actually, sorry, the second most forgettable game. The most forgettable game. Panthers beat the Falcons nine seven. Uh, abysmal. Barmer. Yeah, abysmal <laughs> offense that uh, in that game. Uh, Rams. <laughs> yeah, he's, saying Jason? he's gone. Arthur Smith is gone after this year. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Justin Fields to the Falcons? That's what I'm hearing. Uh, Rams beat the Commanders 
Uh, that game looks a lot closer than it really was. The Rams were up big. Jacoby Brissett kind of gave him a little bit of a spark on offense, but did they much of did that. they pull Sam Howard? Did he get hurt? Pulled. They pulled him. Yeah, he was. He threw like thirty five percent completion percentage and in an interception. So they're That's like, well, let's try this other guy, and he <laughs> went good down and scored two touchdowns immediately. So, um. Another guy that's gone, Ron Rivera, out of there. Oh, yeah, There's he's no he toast. Back. He's toast. Uh, 49ers, Cardinals. That game actually, uh, you know, if Shaverius Ward doesn't pick six that ball, that's actually a, a decent game. When you're watching it, the Cardinals were moving the ball on them pretty good, but at the end of the day, the 49ers are just too dominant across the board. Mm-hmm. Not Not much you can do. Bills, Cowboys. What the heck happened, Jason? Cowboys get absolutely dominated in a game where Josh Allen throws for under 100 yards. What is going on? Uh, the Cowboys need to figure out their interior defensive line, for one. Uh, like you said, they won that game completely dominating the run game. James Cook looked like his brother in his prime. Like <laughs> It was insane. Um, not being said, I think James Cook will be good, better as the years go on, but just for him to look that good, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, also just a dud by the offense. Like I, I'm not sure what they were doing on offense. I mean, Dak looked, Dak, Dak did not look prepared. He did not look like the MVP, like he has been looking lately. And, uh, it showed, it showed. And you hope he gets out of that, especially against better teams, but, um, maybe they are on front of watch still. The uh, interesting stat I saw the other day, no NFL MVP. I'm sorry, only two other NFL MVPs have lost a game by 21 points or more in December or later. Uh, Those two were Peyton Manning uh, in his last second to last year with the Colts when they went to the Super Bowl. And the only reason that doesn't even count because he didn't start that game. He didn't even play, but it technically happened. They they benched him. They would. We're 14 to 0 at the time. And then you have to go all the way back to like 1988 was the last time an MVP won and lost by 21 points. So mm-hmm. it's not impossible. The Cowboys destroy everyone at home and get destroyed on the road. It's been the, the sort of the what's happened all year. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's something to remember. Um, and then the Bills, since Kellen Moore has been fired, uh, their offensive coordinator, they have been on Ken a Dorsey. tear. Why did I say Kellen? No, that was the Cowboys form. Cowboys. Right? Oh, yeah, now he's that was, on the that Chargers. Was, yeah. yeah, that's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ken, since Ken Dorsey's been fired, uh, the Bills have the run game for the Bills has been exploded, and it has really allowed Josh Allen to kind of sit back and not have to play superhero ball every game. Which Go Brady. I think works. So uh, moving on, Jason, we'll go back to you for this one. Ravens, Jaguars, 23-7, tough game. The game, like when watching the game, it's like the the Jags looked competitive in it, but then you look up and it's 23-7. I just, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. To explain, we missed two field goals. We get down to the red zone, back to back. Boom, there's six points. We get back to the red zone. Trevor Lawrence. I don't I don't understand this play. Uh 
Fumbles the ball. For people at home. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Fumbles. Sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. Trevor Lawrence. First. But yeah. Sorry. First, Trevor Lawrence fumbles the ball. Then we get the ball back. <laughs> we get down to the red zone again. It's this one made absolutely no 10 sense. 10 seconds left in the game, or in the half, well, right? Yeah. 12 seconds. 12, 12, seconds. 12 seconds left in the half. All you have to do is spike the ball. You at least get a field goal, you get another shot at the end zone. It was, spike the ball. It was first down. They could have yeah. spiked the ball, taken a shot to the end zone. And, and then, then kick the field goal and kick the field goal. Yeah. Right. Instead, hike the ball. There's two routes on the outside. There is a quick out. And then a quick, it's like a fade like a corner, corner route. Kind of, yeah. 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 Fade corner route. You, 10 times out of 10, you throw the ball to the fade, to the back of the end zone where the receiver can only get it. No timeouts left, by the way. No timeouts left. So instead, they throw the ball to the quick out, inbounds, about four yards from, the out, four yards from out of bounds, and he gets tackled inbounds. I mean, ridiculous. I've never seen a dumb, mm, I've seen dumber plays. Probably the worst play of the season so far, um, hands down, in my opinion. I've, I've seen a lot of bad things. That is the worst because that is just like you're not paying attention. You're not thinking. You're not playing the quarterback position well. Like not no game management skills at all right there. I was, was going to ask you, yeah. is that on Trevor Lawrence or is that on Doug Peterson? That's on Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Trevor He's Lawrence, the one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a there's a replay of Doug Peterson saying Spike the ball. He's doing this all the time. Oh, doing this all the time. Now you're now you're also you're Trevor Lawrence. You're not looking at the sidelines, right? Probably he probably didn't see that. For one. But he's in your headset. True. 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 I just don't know how the in the headset works when there's no in huddle. Two minute, yeah. And the two minute and no huddle. Like uh, do they forty yeah, second forty second play clock, they go I think it's on until there's twenty five seconds left. So you right. can hear him for the first right. 15 seconds. So you can snap the ball and still hear the coach in your ear? Mm-hmm. Or it, I'm sure it shuts off as soon as you snap the ball. But yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't know how that worked. But so he probably he might have heard him in the head. Let's say at worst he didn't. He's not looking. Still, any quarterback in the league does not make that throw. If they have or, any use like, one. saying. Crazy. Or if you throw that out route, you wait a beat. And put it on yeah. the sidelines. On so the sidelines. Exactly. Yeah, it's either incomplete or it's like a little three-yard game. I, at, that point, at that point, though, you're they were on like the 15-yard line or something like that. Don't even take uh, a chance. Uh, Just go uh, to the uh, end zone uh, or yeah, throw or spike the ball. It's. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I agree. Or if you're gonna do a inbounds pass, do it over the middle so you can run up to the ball, not have to wait for the ref to run in and spot it, like. There were so many better, yeah, so many better plays or ways that play could have happened. Anything would have been better. (laughs) Yeah. So there, the first two points, six points, should have probably got a touchdown on that second, on that third drive. That's seven points, 13 points right there. And then that last drive, at least three points, 16 points right there. So like, that's all on the floor. And then at that point, you're just not playing to win because I've, I've, I feel like that kind of deflated everyone's air, you know? It just killed everyone's vibe. Nobody's trying hard. It just it wasn't good. It wasn't good. So um, yeah. concussion with Trevor Lawrence, too, at the end of the game, not looking the best. That being said, easy schedule coming out. 
you got to win a game against the Buccaneers, who's been playing a lot better. But you win that game, two easy games left. Playoffs, please. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, even it's, division. It's playoffs at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. It's uh, uh, coming down to the wire for everybody at this point. Tough loss. Three straight losses to the AFC North for the Jaguars. Yeah, Hate to division. see it. <laughs> you're not in the AFC North. That takes us to Monday Night Football with a shocking, crazy ending uh, with the Seahawks and the Eagles. Jerry, Seahawks, 20, Eagles, 17. Last-second pass from the former Bronco himself to Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, uh, the Eagles also, similar to the Steelers, three-game losing streak, downward spiral. Good thing they've already clinched at least, right? Yeah, um, Jalen yeah, Hurts does not look like Jalen Hurts. That offense is so out of sync. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't, I know what's wrong was, with him? He doesn't have Shane Steichen anymore. I think, that, I think that might be it. But I know he was sick before the game. He was, like, questionable coming in. Uh, but even before this week, uh, last week against um, – who the heck did they play last week? The Cowboys, right? Yeah. Yeah, Cowboys and then the, uh, the Niners the week before. Yeah. They are – just completely out of sync. Defense looked a little bit better this week, um, but the last two weeks also did not look great. They ended up getting Matt Patricia um, and put Desai uh, up in the box. So Matt Patricia is calling the defense now. But man, what a catch by Jackson Smith and Jigba. You've seen that ball dropped by a lot of receivers so often this year, and he has it like barely on his fingertips, has to re-grab it, gets two feet in bounds. Great play. I want to say also, I don't know if that interception at the end was an interception. I don't think he got his his foot down. Yes, he, he did. Oh, I don't think he did. God. His left leg hits his teammate and it forces him yeah. ground. Yeah. Also, Come you want on. to talk about bad officiating. That was a PI that was not called. Dude's literally tackling AJ Brown as he goes to the ground. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think he's just, first mad. Of that ball. he's just mad because that lost him his fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty PO'd about that one. But first of all, bad play call. They have two timeouts left. They're almost in field goal range. They got to get like 15 yards. They had uh, Gainwell underneath. He could have got 20, 25 yards at least. He was wide open. They ended up taking the shot to AJ Brown. Just That's not a bad what? play call. It's bad decision making. No, 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 no. It was a bad play call. Did you hear the explanation of the call? No, I missed that. He literally said, "We called that play to look for pass interference." Oh, uh, yeah. Hold on. All right. Good. Then you're right. I'm just saying, if game wall's wide open underneath with two timeouts left. Agreed. Yeah. You but got to hit him underneath. Got to hit the check down. You it, see the safety it, coming over, like. If he's explaining it that way, he was probably told to throw that ball. Yeah. Would be my guess. 100%. 100%. Eagles fall to 10 and 4. They had a golden opportunity to really seal up the division. Now it's, I think, if they still, both them and the Cowboys win out, that they win the division. I think that's right. But at this point, you have no faith that the Eagles are going to be able to do that. So they do have a pretty easy schedule, though. They got the Giants twice and the Cardinals. So. Still, you never know <laughs> with this team. Still, yeah, 
But that was week 15 in the NFL. Crazy week. We're coming down to the wire. I mean, we're talking some serious uh, a, a, uh, playoff picture, playoff implications. And having said that, let's take a look at what the AFC and NFC playoff pictures look like right now. So starting in the AFC right now, if the playoffs were to start today, Ravens have the one seed, Dolphins the two seed, Chiefs the three seed, Jaguars oh, clutching, holding on to that four seed. Uh, Browns, uh, the first wild card spot, they would go to Miami. The Bengals, with that second wild card spot, they would go to. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Cleveland would go to Jacksonville. I apologize. Uh, the Bengals would travel to Arrowhead, and the Colts would travel to Miami. And right on the outside are the Texans, the Bills, the Steelers, and the Broncos. You can pretty much wipe off the Steelers on there. They are absolutely terrible right now. I do I really even if Kenny Pickett comes back, they're gonna have oh. to change a lot of things to what what would you say? No, I'm just I have I'm in agreement with you there really yeah. bad. <laughs> they just they they're been so bad of late. It's not like even the Eagles have lost. They got pummeled twice, but they lost close, and you've seen them do it this year. The Steelers have not looked good all year. They've been somehow eking out wins when they're getting outgained and outplayed, and finally it seems that that's caught up to them, and they're really one of the bottom teams in the NFL. And I just revel in saying that. It makes me so happy. Um Jerry, out of this AFC playoff picture, what do you think is kind of most likely to happen? Do you think the Browns, Bengals, Colts hold those wild card spots? Do you think there's any changing in the uh, division leaders or or who pops in? No, I think the Jaguars still win their division. Um, You're just saying that because Jason's on the pod. No. <laughs> no facts. He's fact. <laughs> No, the Texans, I think the Texans dropped to the uh, Browns this week. I think the Jaguars also drop uh, to the Buccaneers. And I don't think the Colts are 100% for real. We'll get into that later. Um, that being said, I do think the Bills make the jump. I know we said a couple weeks ago the Bills are not going to make the playoffs. That team is rolling right now. They finally got it figured out. Josh Allen is playing. If you didn't have, you know, as many turnovers as he does, he might be in the MVP conversation. I think he still is, uh, but he's playing at an MVP level. They finally got their run game figured out. James Cook is playing like a dog. I think they make the jump. They're sitting at eight and six, as well as uh, you know the Texans, Colts, and Bengals, and the Jaguars. So I think I think they're going to make the jump and hop into that seven seed. I think it's going to be your four seeds on the left. I think it's going to look exactly like that, and then you're going to have Browns. I think the Bengals stay there as well. I think they're good enough, and I think the Browns will get into a spot where they clinch. Um, they clinch the five seed come week uh, week eighteen. So they're going to set their starters, play the Bengals. Bengals will beat them, and that's what's going to get them into that sixth spot. And then the Bills will jump the Texans and Colts and get into the seventh spot. Yeah, what'll be interesting to see is uh, the Jaguars Colts because, and Jason, you can elaborate more on this, but the Jaguars have a decently tough opponent this week in the Buccaneers who have been red hot lately. The Colts play the Falcons who stink. So Colts, you know, Jags have a tough opponent. Uh, Trevor Lawrence may not be playing and, uh, the Colts have an easy opponent. They could take the spot, but the Jags have the two-game tiebreaker over them. Jason, your thoughts kind of on that, and what do the Jaguars got to do to maintain that division lead? Um, 
<laughs> we lose the game. <laughs> we lose the game. They win the game. Uh, then we win our next two. And then the Colts lose to the Texans. Week 17. You're also saying the Colt or the Texans lose this week to the Browns. Yes, correct. Right. Yeah, correct. So we might tie with the Colts, but again, I think that leaves us in our fourth spot because, like you said, we have the two tiebreaker wins. Um, that would leave the Colts. <sighs> Do the Raiders beat the 10 Colts? Ten and seven. Ten and seven. Still, both both you guys would be ten and seven at that point. So yeah, I'm just thinking. The Bills are seven and seven. No, the Bills uh, are eight and six. Eight and six. Eight and six. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that kicks the Colts out and brings up the Bills. Um, I think. Yeah, I think the Bills are too hot. I think they went out. The Texans. <clears throat> unfortunately, if they didn't, if they had CJ shot last week, they probably switched the Colts and the Bills for me. Um, make it up there, but unfortunately, with that loss, or sorry, actually they won. Yeah, they they beat the Titans in overtime. With Case Keenum, yeah, that I was a Titan without Will Levis. So they beat Malik Willis. So. No, Will, Wait, Will, Will, Will Levis was, started, but he went down in the third quarter, it. which is when oh, they came back and won. That. Wait, they they brought in Malik Willis though yeah. instead of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Vrabel's fired. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. That team. Okay. Anyways, that being said. I think it'll leave either the Bills or the Texans then in that last wild card spot. Yeah. Might go Jake Jake Browning staying in there. The Browns. Honestly, the Ravens have a pretty tough schedule, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's the yeah. 49ers this week. That's tough enough. They got the 49ers, 49ers the Dolphins. The Dolphins. If they, they could easily drop two games. If they drop they easily drop two of those games. The, the playoffs run through Cleveland, yo. If we went out, which, like, let's not count it out. Case Keenum is not a bad player. The Houston Texans are a good team. They could have Nico Collins back. And then the Jets are pretty bad, but they they beat the Bills this year with Zach Wilson. They've beaten mm-hmm. a lot of good teams. Like, they beat the, the Philadelphia Eagles. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they could beat us. And then the Bengals are red hot, too. So, I, the I'm Bengals not counting. The Bengals are going to be playing hard week 18. To make the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's going to be definitely down to the wire. It's not impossible to win the division, though. I mean, no, I believe it. And, and how amazing would that be? We're going be to amazing. another game. We're going to the playoff game oh, yeah. if yeah. Cleveland is hosting. Cleveland hosts the Jaguars. They fall out. I go to the five seat. What? That'd be sick. Jaguars be... back to Cleveland. No. You know, it's really hard to beat a team twice. That's all I'm saying. It's really hard to beat a team twice. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right, let's see what we got on the NFC side. We got at the one seed, the 49ers, the two seed, Cowboys, three seed, Lions, four seed, Buccaneers, uh, Eagles at five, Vikings at six, and the Rams at seven. What's interesting about the NFC, everything, it's like the AFC with one less win. So Mm -hmm. it's like the AFC is like the eight and six to seven and seven mark, and the NFC is like the seven and seven to, uh, to six and eight mark. So... Uh, but right now the Cowboys would be taking on the Rams, the Lions would be taking on the Vikings, and the Buccaneers would host the Eagles. Uh, Jason, Seahawks, Saints, Falcons, Packers sitting on the outside looking in. Is this kind of what you think will the final picture is going to look like, or or who do you see kind of changing around in this picture here? Um, I would bring up the Seahawks. 
I think the Seahawks um, are going to be able to win out. Um, the Rams stay. I think the Vikings drop, and then the Eagles stay. Obviously, or probably the Eagles or Cowboys, depending on. Um, yeah, both teams Eagles are already close. I, so. I, I do think the Eagles are going to win out. So you said if they correct if they win if the Eagles win out, they are leaders. I, I believe yeah. so. Yes. So yeah, I think everything else looks good. Um, everything else is staying. The Buccaneers are pretty hot. Um, I, I don't see the Saints or Falcons overtaking them. Um, and then yeah, Rams, Seahawks, Eagles. Rams are kind of that sneaky team. Like they looked terrible at the beginning of this year, and then injuries. Yes, when Matt Stafford and and Cooper Cup came back, they just exploded offensively. It's it's been pretty impressive. Jerry, what in this picture do you see changing? Who do you think stays? Anything flip? What's your thoughts? Um, I hate to do this, but I 100% agree with Jason. I think it's going to be Eagles, yeah. Rams, Seahawks, Vikings drop. Don't you out. know that sports shows are built. I know on it's built on controversy. <laughs> you know, I'll give you some controversy. Saints overtake the Buccaneers. It's in the my NFC turn. <laughs> Saints overtake the Buccaneers in the NFC South. There you go. There's my controversy. They're both seven and seven. Saints. I can't even say Saints went out. That's they're not very. I don't even. I want to take it back. Like (laughs) I hate the Saints. That team is the worst team to watch in the NFL right now. Maybe outside of the Falcons because they can't get the damn ball to Bijan. But yeah, Eagles, Rams, Seahawks, and the wild card spots, and then. uh, 49ers, Cowboys, Lions, Bucks. I think the Eagles are going to drop one more. I think they're. I think they're going to slip up against the Giants. Uh, Tommy DeVito is going to going to get one on them. Tommy DeVito is going to be sacked. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints literally killed him. So yeah. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? I think the Vikings probably are the most likely to drop out, but. I actually think the way the playoff picture looks right now will be the final teams in. I don't think this will be the standings. I think Eagles take the division uh, from the Cowboys, and I think that the uh, Vikings probably fall to that seven seed. Rams jump to the six seed. But I think these will be the final seven teams from that NFC side. I just I don't trust the Seahawks. I think Drew Locke is not that good. And even if Geno Smith comes back, he hasn't had a good season either. So mm-hmm. I don't trust them. I trust Kevin O'Connell and Justin Jefferson coming back, which he will he's come back. back at some point, right? Or is he out the season? He's no, he's back. He's already he, he, he already played, came back. He played last week. He, he played last week. Again. He got. That's what I'm saying. Or no, so that was the week like, before. Sorry, that, that was, was the week before. before. Okay. Yeah. So then yeah, he, he played he, last yeah. week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that team's going to be they're going to be able to eke out enough wins to to hold. Uh, in the NFC there, but uh, this is kind of what the playoff picture looked like. It's going to be super exciting. I think the NFC definitely is a little bit, a little bit more set than the AFC is AFC. So many teams can still make it in. I think there's something like 21 teams that still could potentially make the playoffs going into week 16, which is absolutely (laughs) absurd. So crazy. It's going to be fun to watch. And uh, honestly, just can't wait. Really can't wait. It's one of the first first times since 2020 I've been excited coming down the stretch for the playoffs. So I wonder why. <laughs> here, we, here, here we go, baby. <laughs> Boo. But uh, moving to the next kind of topic here, what we do every week, we got our NFL power rankings. What we do, we all 
create our own power rankings. We aggregate it together. We throw it into the computer. The computer spits us out through an, a very intense and complex algorithm. The top, uh, the 32 teams in the NFL all ranked in order. So you can trust that as of week 16 of the NFL season, these are the top 32 teams in the NFL starting at the bottom from 32 up to 25. We have the Panthers, uh, the Patriots at 31, the jets at 30, the Patriots and Panthers have steadily held the two worst teams in the NFL spot for, I believe six weeks in a row now. So yes. Hey, that's making a, making a good race for that uh, number one pick though. Well, the Panthers are doing a good job for the bears. They're Uh, taking for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Commanders at 29, the Cardinals at 28, Chargers at 27, Falcons at 26, Giants at 25. Every single one of these teams have been eliminated from the playoffs, So, except for the Falcons. Uh, Falcons. Apologies, except for the Falcons, but not worth talking about. Next set of I think the Chargers teams. are technically still uh, in or able to get in. But no, they're eliminated. With the Titans this week. Yeah. The Titans... Uh, the Titans, the um, Jet, or uh, yeah, it doesn't Jets. matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They, they all suck. They're not in. making the playoffs. All right, next <laughs> set of teams. Why are you throw me off, Jerry? Twenty-four. We have the Titans. Twenty-three. The Bears. Twenty-two. The Raiders. Twenty-one. The Steelers. Uh, Twenty. The Saints. Nineteen. The Vikings. Eighteen. The Packers. And seventeen. The Seahawks. One team we didn't talk about there. The Packers just got beat by the Buccaneers at Lambeau Field. Jerry, what about the Packers? Gives you hope. And what about them? Do you think? You know, it, they just won't be able to get over the hump. And overall, do they make some sort of a run here to make it to the playoffs? Or do you think those other teams are really better situated at the moment? So I think uh, a sign of light for the Packers is definitely Jordan Love. He's looked pretty good. Um, you know, he's kind of shaky to start the year, but here in the last couple of weeks, he's looked really good. The receivers have. The receivers have started to catch the ball. Unfortunately, the run game is, hasn't really been there. I know Aaron Jones was out for a little bit, uh, but he was back this week. But the, they lost A.J. Dillon, so they lost their one-two punch there, unfortunately. The really worrying side of the ball is the defense. Their defense stinks. They cannot cover anybody. They cannot stop anybody. I think uh, Rasheed White for the Buccaneers had like 150 yards of total offense this week. Baker Mayfield, four touchdowns on him. 381 passing 381 passing yards if you had told me three years ago that joe flacco would be playing for the browns and baker mayfield would be playing for the buccaneers and they would lead uh lead the league in passing this week (laughs) it'd be just crazy but uh i wasn't sure where you're going with that but i really enjoyed it at the end there yeah Yeah. (laughs) top two passers in the nfl this week were baker mayfield and joe flacco yeah i don't know which one's more crazy that are the AFC and NFC offensive player of the week the week before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Good old boy, Tommy and Zach. Uh, yeah, no, the Packers defense is too bad. They're not going to be able to stop anybody. They're they're out of it, man. Honestly, um, yeah. the Panthers might beat them this week, too. That'd be tough. No. That's a tough no, look. No, uh, look, seriously, the Panthers hold most of quarterbacks to their worst games. They actually have a good passing defense. That's all I'm going to say with that. Leave it at that. Interesting thought. Interesting thought. 
that would be tough to lose to the Panthers. Your playoff hopes are definitely over at that point. Moving on, this is kind of the back half of the good teams. This is in that echelon that's like trying to fight their way into the playoffs, secure a spot, make it down the stretch. At 16, we have Jerry's Broncos, 15, the Colts, 14, the Rams, 13, the Texans, Buccaneers at 12, Jaguars, Jason's Jaguars at 11. Wouldn't it be cool if all of our teams were alliteration, like Jason's Jaguars and if only your name was Barry's Broncos. Barry's Jonkos. <laughs> and I was Brian's Browns. Wouldn't that be cool? But unfortunately, that's that's not how Imagine it goes. not being born with the same initials as your team. That's I crazy. Know. Embarrassing. Crazy. Number 10, the Bengals. <laughs> Number 9, the Eagles. Jerry, Broncos, 7-7. Seven and seven. I know we talked about them a little bit in that uh, the Detroit game uh, at the beginning of the show, but what do they have to do here down the stretch to make the playoffs? I, I don't know for sure. If they win out, is they are they in, or do they need a couple things to break their way? No, they need some stuff to break their way, unfortunately, okay. because they lost that game to the Texans. Okay. I think that's what's kind of holding them back. Luckily, they do have a pretty easy schedule coming up. Uh, Patriots this week. Chargers next week and the Raiders to close out the season. So three very winnable games. Um, but man, it starts this week. You got to win. You got to beat these teams to get in. Yeah, you need help, but it starts with your own team. Offense has got to start clicking. They got to start pushing the ball to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy instead of relying on Javante Williams. Javante Williams just isn't there this year. He, he's, I think he had what? 20 something yards on Saturday against the Lions like it's just not his day so Russell Wilson's got to be better and the defense has got to got to play like they have for the last couple of weeks I got to force turnovers get some stops and uh you know like I said with, with these three games coming up very easy to do they're not easy but doable you know nothing in the NFL is easy but it's doable they'll need some help and uh we'll see what happens down the stretch it's going to be interesting to see. What did you make of Sean Payton literally yelling in Russell Wilson's face on the sideline when they didn't score three straight possessions? Did you see that? Yeah, and that was after the offsides call. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure why he was yelling at him. Um, but, I I mean, I like it. You're the head coach. Take control of the team. I know he's your superstar quarterback, but if he's messing up like anybody else, you know, give it to him. Set him, in his, set him straight. Put him in his place. You know, you're the you're the head coach of the team. You're the guy running the team. You know, take control of the team, which is something that Nathaniel Hackett did not do last year. Which is why I'm glad we went out and got Sean Payton. It's it. I somewhat agree, but then on the flip side, you you have to treat him like anybody else. But at the end of the day, to sit there on the sideline and scream at your quarterback for. It didn't look like he did anything on that. I mean, maybe he rushed up. Maybe he changed the play. I don't know, but it doesn't make much sense. Like, that's something to me I would think that you pull him aside, like, hey, man, like, next time, you know, we're in these situations, blah, 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 instead of getting in his face, screaming at him there. That seemed to me to be uh, a bit much on the sideline. But I also understand where you're coming from. And when you had Russ doing the stuff he was doing last year, and being a, more of a distraction than a help, maybe you do need somebody to do that to him to get him sort of, yeah, straightforward. So dangerous, <laughs> Mister Unlimited. <laughs> I've done some dangerous things. <laughs> All right, the top my quarterback. eight teams <laughs> in the NFL. By the way, biggest movers this week. Uh, 
at number nine, the Eagles, they drop five spots. Pretty unbelievable. And then moving up to number six, we'll get to them in a minute. Bills, plus five. Biggest movers. But top eight teams at number eight, the Chiefs. Number seven, the Cowboys. Number six, the Bills. Uh, number five, the Cleveland Browns. Number four, the Lions. Number three, the Dolphins. Number two, the Ravens. And number one, the San Francisco 49ers. The Cleveland Browns hold that five spot simply because they continue to find a way to win. This was not their best week of football, definitely, but the defense played outstanding regardless of the 17 points given up. As I talked about earlier, we gave up 14 points basically off of two pick sixes. It was technically not a pick six on the first one, but it was down to the two-yard line. And the offense truly gave up three total points And on that possession, there was a phantom pass interference call. So it's like, I mean, we're talking like really almost zero points given up truly by that defense. They are absolutely incredible. And when you have somebody that through their first three games is throwing for over 350, or I'm sorry, 950 yards in the first three games as a Brown, that's Joe Flacco, for 200 yards in a fourth quarter, like, that's a team that honestly could make a run going down the stretch. You know, each week I've been saying kind of like, okay, we just got to find a way to win. Somebody else is on IR. A new player is injured. A new favorite isn't going to be there. But then Joe Flacco has come in and breathed life into this locker room, and he has looked, I mean, I'll say outside of the second half of the Baltimore game that Deshaun Watson played, Joe Flacco has been the best quarterback to put a Browns uniform on this year. Mm-hmm. and. I think if he can remain steady, you know, we could win a playoff game. We could make, we could win one, two playoff games and, and you know, who knows at that point, what could happen. So uh, the Browns at number five, best defense in the NFL. One quick point on the Browns too, with Denzel Ward being out, that secondary has really done a great job of stepping up. Uh, Martin Emerson and Grand Delta have played like incredible. <laughs> Martin Emerson has given up zero touchdowns this year. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that. His PFF grade's terrible, which I don't understand, but he does he plays so well. He's so long. He's so physical at the line of scrimmage. Uh his biggest weakness is against kind of those speedy guys, but he's a great player. That whole defense is playing amazing. And again, as we come down the stretch, you know, I I truly believe in that defense. Uh and then Rounding out the top two, the Ravens 49ers, it'll be amazing to see them play this week. They are the number one and number two teams on, I feel like, everyone's power rankings at this point. Mm -hmm. They've been our number one and number two for three straight weeks. Jason, what do you see in this game that's coming up between them? We're going to preview it later, so you don't have to talk too much about it. But just do you think that, uh, you know, winner just takes that one spot? Or do you think there's any way that one of the teams drops a little bit, depending on the nature of the game? Um, winner is obviously going to take the one spot. Um, I think it'll honestly be the same as it is this week. And that's all I will say with that. (laughs) We'll get into that here in a little bit, but these are the power rankings. Remember, this is like, this is math. This is like new math. This is like how we've created this. This isn't just someone's random opinion. This is a poll off the street. We're using real calculations to determine these NFL power rankings. And these are the definitive NFL power rankings heading into week 16. We're going to move into 
Thursday night football. We got uh, two NFC teams, two NFC teams that are vying for playoff spots right now. The both teams sitting at seven and seven. Uh, the Saints outside looking in, and the Rams uh, holding that seven seed in the NFC playoff picture. We just looked at it, and even I can't remember. I guess, but the Rams are four and a half point uh, favorites at home. Matt Stafford playing on fire right now. The Saints team kind of just under the radar. Can't trust them, I don't feel like. But uh, they still have good players on that defense. Jason, what do you think as far as uh, how this game is going to unfold and what what does each team need to do to win the game? Um, so the, the win con, in my opinion, is obviously going to be turnovers. So I believe the Saints have a solid defense. They also have one of the highest scoring defenses in the league. Um, so if they if, the, if they get the ball from the Rams more than the Rams get the ball from the Saints, I do believe the Saints will win this game. That being said, I think you're going to get your best game from both of these teams, um, and you're going to really see, a, I think, a high-powered offense on both sides. Um, and I believe the Rams will end up winning this game. Jerry, where does your uh, gut tell you as far as Who's going to be able to make the most plays coming down the stretch in this one? Uh, so one guy we didn't talk about earlier with the Rams, uh, we mentioned Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, and obviously we know that um, Puka Nakua is having one heck of a rookie season. How about Kyron Williams coming back from injury? He has he's on a heater. He's on a heater. 152 yards last week, 114 the week before, 88 and 143, and then the game before he got injured, 158. Dude is absolutely lighting it up. I hope you have him on your fantasy team in these uh, fantasy playoffs because I think this is his game. I think he's going to have over. I think he's going to hit 100 yards. I think he's going to get, you know, a rushing touchdown, hopefully for Jason's moonshot. Oh, do you? Up. Oh, do you? Oh, do you? But yeah, we, I mean, we know what Matt Stafford's going to do. He's going to hit those out routes to Cooper Cub, maybe down the sideline. Another nice, you know, 63 yard pass <laughs> that he put up against the commanders. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't, something is wrong with the saints. They're very similar to the Falcons that, that they don't know how to get it to their best players. Like Alvin Kamara. I know Chris Olave was out last week, but they're just like boring to watch, man. If you sit down and watch a saints game, you might fall asleep. Honestly, it might be the cure. <laughs> to uh what's what is it insomnia insomnia thank you Jeez, i could not think of the word um right. but yeah they're they're boring to watch i i'm in agreement again with jason on this one i think the Rams pull it out i think they covered the spread two scores at least uh i don't know about the over i think i think the under is is, is the move in this game um i don't think i don't think the offenses are gonna light it up like you think they are i think the rams are gonna get up big by two scores going into the second half and start running the ball more. So they're going to bleed a lot of the clock and that's going to kind of hinder the scoring a little bit. It will be fun to watch. It seems like finally we may be getting some Thursday nights. Like last week was a dud of a Thursday night, but maybe we get some Thursday nights coming down the stretch. It's funny to think like next Thursday night after this one, it's going to be Browns jets. And that was originally supposed to be Deshaun Watson against Aaron Rodgers, And instead we get Joe Flacco against, uh, whoever the jets roll out there. I have hey, no Joe, idea. Joe Flacco revenge game though. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If he doesn't get hurt this week. Why would you even say that? 
What is your problem, dude? Are you kidding me? Look, everybody, everybody is hurt. Everybody on that team is hurt. I'm not I'm trying not to leave. jinx you. Hey, I just knocked hey, on, I just knocked leave. on wood. I just knock, I wanted knock on the wood. I, said, I just knocked on wood. I hope he doesn't get hurt. I want to see the Browns do well, but you, you don't know with that team, dog. Yeah, you don't know with that team. All right, we're moving on. I can't I can't believe yeah, you just said yeah. that. All right, we're moving on to our favorite segment. I need a little bit of happiness in my life, a little bit of that jolly goodness going into uh, the Christmas season, going into, oh, sorry, holiday season. My oh, bad on that canceled. one, folks at home. I, um, we got JJ's moonshot bet of the week. Yes, sir. We got the moonshot bet of the week, and you know what they call me? Santa Claus, because <laughs> <Hey. laughs> we're going to win some money, baby. Uh, uh, okay. Um, so, what do I have for you this week? Someone tell them. It what is. Got? What do you got? A moonshot bet with maybe 6,900, sorry, 6,097 odds. I believe... We have a Kyron Williams anytime touchdown. Like Jerry said, this man is on a heater. He's going to get the touchdown. Kyron Williams, 70-plus yards. We're playing it a little safe. We take it back a couple from his line of, I believe, 86. Um, Matthew Stafford, 225-plus yards. Cash money. Cash money, um, as Ryan would normally have for me. A little check, okay? Um, Puka Nukua, 40-plus. This is cash. This is just fill the, fill, the, fill the stat sheet. Check. Matthew Stafford, over one and a half touchdowns. Again, can I get, a, can I get another one? A check, okay? Okay. Derek Carr, one-plus touchdown. This is probably your scariest prop on this list. <laughs> but guess what? It's just one touchdown. Again, offense is fighting. Check. Um, we have a Derek Carr plus 175. I didn't even know I could do plus 175. This is on FanDuel, by the way, just so you are aware. I've never seen him plus 175. So what is his easy line? money. What is his line? It's got to be like two, 190. It's, no, it's actually 212. It's like it's in the 200s, and they gave me a 175 plus prop. So get this in when you can, honestly. 175. If Derek Carr doesn't hit 175, I'm going to go cry myself a river, all right? But he's going to hit it, and we're going to cash out. All right. Tyler Higby, over 25 and a half receiving yards. Saints don't do well against big body players. Sam Laporta, 120, 150 yards and two touchdowns, I believe, against this team. Cash money, easy. We just need 25 and a half yards. That's his line, easy. Alvin Kamara, 40-plus yards. I believe the last time he hasn't hit 40-plus yards was six weeks ago. Easy money. Check. Alvin Kamara, over 29.5 receiving yards. This is cash money. Write it to the bank. Check. Chris Olave is expected to play. Reported this morning. I double-check, triple-check. Cash money, 40-plus yards. Easy. Yeah. All right. We got Puka Nukua, four plus receptions. Tyler Higby, two plus receptions. Cooper Cup, 50 plus yards and five plus receptions. Cooper Cup in the last four games has had at least eight receptions. We dropped it down to five. We want to be safe, not sorry. 50 yards for five receptions. Cash, money, check. 
right. Tyler Higby's going to get two receptions again. Big body Saints don't do good well do well against big body receivers. Easy money. We're going home. However much dollars richer, depending on how much you put in, I'm going to be $6,000 richer. $600 richer, I'm sorry. I was about to say, you put out 100 bucks on this one? I'm going to be $600 richer. Let's get this money. Send some of it on your family for these gifts on Christmas. Check. Hey, I tell you what, I was getting a little tired of holding the post-it note up because there's so many legs to this parlay. But I tell you hey. what. We're We've about to go here. one and six. We're about to get some of that magic onto this show. Plus six thousand yep. odds. Lock. Easy. Maybe it should be, a, it should maybe be minus ten thousand. This is so easy, dog. So yeah, easy. I don't, this is this is maybe the easiest parlay I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So as sure as Ron Rivera is getting fired this year, this parlay is gonna hit. <laughs> We're gonna come back next week. One and six. Oh, yeah. I believe. And everyone, we're going to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> that was ho, 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 folks. <laughs> that was, don't scare him. That was Jason's <laughs> moonshot better than we. If you didn't get that reference, you were too young <clears throat> or too old. That's specifically people it. in their mid 20s. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Moving on, we have some other fantastic games on Sunday. Christmas Eve uh, should be a lot of fun, um, you know, sitting around. I don't know if, if you're still wrapping gifts or if you're doing your family Christmas parties or whatever. We got a fantastic slate of games starting in the 1 o'clock window. The Browns, 9-5, and five, travel to Houston to take on the Texans. They are 2.5-point favorites on the road. They are only 2.5-point favorites because it was announced Either yesterday or today, C.J. Stroud likely not playing. Case Keenum most likely getting the start for the Texans. I think what you're going to see in this one, the Browns have, uh, again, one of the most dominant defenses. We had a two-week stretch where we were giving up a lot of of, uh, yards on the ground. We seem to have shored that up in the last couple of weeks. I don't know if Joe Flacco is teaching the interior D line as well, but whatever it is, we aren't giving up a bunch of yards on the ground right now. Our past defense has been number one in the league by a lot all year. Uh, the biggest problem we've had is on the road, giving up uh, big plays and uh, lots of yards. But I think with Tank Dell out for the season, Nico Collins probably not coming back and Case Keenum starting at quarterback. The Browns defense should be able to do just fine. The Texans' defense has sort of had this bend but don't break all year. They give up a decent amount of yards, but their defense forces a lot of turnovers, and they're able to stay in games that otherwise they maybe shouldn't be in. The Browns lead the NFL in giveaways. So this is going to be kind of the – can the Browns hold on to the ball? Can we not uh, commit all these giveaways? And if we can, if we can limit our mistakes and just play fundamental good ball, have Joe Flacco throwing easy completions to David Njoku and our defense going out there and getting a lot of three and outs, I think this should be a pretty easy game for the Browns. But no game's easy in the NFL, so you definitely need to take it seriously. Should be a good one. In that middle window... 425, we got the Cowboys traveling to Miami. One and a half point dogs. Interesting. I guess the lines 
truly believe that the Cowboys cannot travel, cannot go on the road and win. Jerry, what do you see happening in this one? Yeah, I think if the Cowboys had even played marginally better than they did last week, they'd probably be favorites in this game. But after um, after last week's debacle by Dak Prescott and that offense, uh, there's just no way they could be favorites in this game. Uh, it's a fraud bowl. It is the fraud we bowl. Know if, do we know if Tyreek is coming back? Uh, I believe I, so. I do not know for sure, but... I'll, I'll check t- right now, Jay, I'll- while you tell us about the game. Yeah, so... The Dolphins are going to do what they did last week, and they're going to do what they do every week. They're just going to run really fast with the ball and score touchdowns. The, the Cowboys secondary, I know Deron Bland is good, but you know he set the he set the record for um, most pick sixes in a season. But otherwise, their secondary is not very good. They give up a lot of big plays, a lot of yards through the air. Um, and Tua, Tyreek, and Jalen Waddle are the are the perfect guys to uh, to kind of exploit that. On the ground, Raheem Mostert and Devon Achin are going to have a big week. Raheem Mostert, two touchdowns last week. I think he continues that this week. They're going to get inside the 20, um, the do a big pass, uh, big pass to Tyreek or Jalen Waddle. Even Braxton Berrios, who, who freaking knows at this point? They got so many guys on that team. Um, Raheem Mostert, they're going to get inside the red zone, give him the ball. He's going to go for 15 and a touchdown. It's going to happen twice. They might even get him out of the backfield. They might even hand the ball off to Tyreek out of the backfield. I don't know. They can do whatever they want on that offense. As for the Cowboys, they're not for real, man. They're not for real. Dak is no longer the MVP favorite. Bradley Chubb is going to be all up in his grill all game long. Zach Martin's not playing this week, correct? I know he went down last week. Correct. Yeah, so... Not also, update, Tyreek Hill, most likely playing. He didn't practice today, but it's all part of making sure he's all cylinders go on Sunday, according to Mike McDaniels. And then um, there's something else. Oh, Raheem Mostert. Interesting stat. I found this out today, and I or not today, yesterday, and I was completely shocked by it. He is, guess where? what place he's in. And touchdowns this year. Number one. Number one. He's tied with Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely absurd. If you would have told me that Raheem Mostert was going to be leading the NFL in touchdowns this year, I would have said, yeah, okay. Is he is he going to be – is that going to be because of an eight-touchdown game and he's going to break his leg in week yeah. two? Because that guy is never healthy. So Yeah. It turns anyway, out he's pretty darn good at football. Yeah, when he can stay healthy, when he can have like a one-two punch, he's not your bell cow. He's excellent. And he yeah. had to be that for a couple of weeks while HM was injured. But uh, yeah. that the, the Dolphins, I think, are probably the better uh, – offensive team but i think the cowboys if they if they play the way they can play they're probably the most complete team behind the 49ers in the nfl i would say yeah so i would agree just depends on who decides to show up and then that moves us on to monday night football christmas day Ravens at 49ers. This is the number one seed currently in the AFC traveling to take on the number one seed in the NFC currently. And this is a battle of two heavyweights. Jason, what do you see happening in this one? Too fast, too big, and too strong. The 49ers. Listen, uh, we've seen it week out, week in, week out. I think the offense, Christian McCaffrey, 
Honestly, Christian McCaffrey deserves the MVP out of it, anyone in the league, in my opinion. I think Christian McCaffrey gets the MVP and shows why this game, two-plus touchdowns. I mean, Debo Samuels have a heater as well. And then Ayuk is just one of the better receivers in the league, route runners in the league as well. Um, I, I don't think this defense can keep up with that offense. And what I've, what I've seen from the Ravens, they don't play losing football, but I haven't seen like in a wow game from the Ravens' offensive side. So I don't think they're going to be able to keep up, um, and I don't think their defense can hang with the 49ers. Well, it'll be fun to watch. I can't wait to see it because the Ravens, I feel like, are just this team that's just cons- – they're going to score seven points yep. every quarter. Mm-hmm. They're going to stop you from scoring every quarter, and they're going to beat you 28-10. And it's just that's, – that's just like this just – marching machine and then the 49ers are like we're going to dominate you in the line of scrimmage and we're going to score a 90 yard touchdown and just totally break your back with christian mccaffrey so i can't wait to watch this one it's going to be really fun it's going to see kind of who has that edge and the nfc versus like who's going to has the edge in the super bowl because i think you could easily say the ravens are the at least as of right now, are the best team in the AFC. And the 49ers are clearly the best team in the NFC. So this is kind of – is this a Super Bowl preview? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm, could be. Should be. Should be fun to watch. Can't wait. Can't wait. This takes us to our last segment <laughs> of the day. Slightly, maybe considered controversial. I don't know. I don't think so. We're doing it all in yeah. fun. Last week – A former running back in the NFL, Rashad Mendenhall, used to play for the Steelers, tweeted the following. I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. That was... The tweet from Rashad Mendenhall started all sorts of controversy. People are blah, 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 upset, whatever. We think it's pretty funny. And we decided what would happen in that game? All white versus all black. We went ahead and made the teams. Here's what we got. Jason, why don't you tell us? Just we'll we'll go position by position. First of all, thoughts overall on this this whole black versus white bowl. What do you think? So, to kind of explain, like, my opinion on what he said is ridiculous, obviously. Obviously, Rashad Mendenhall is not better than Christian McCaffrey. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like let's be real here. A lot of let's running backs. A lot of <laughs> running backs. But, but who's winning? Oh, oh, come on. Y'all ain't got enough 40 times. keep <laughs> 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 Let's just be honest here. Like, y'all strong everywhere except for where you need to be strong at. And if you're trying to keep up with Tyreek Hill, goodbye, good riddance. Four wide, doesn't matter. He's open somewhere, you know? <laughs> Tyreek Hill can't score if y'all don't have the ball. Exactly. And exactly. we have the defense to stop you. So uh, let's get it. <laughs> Let's get all right. Who nah. you got it? Who's give us your uh, skill positions offense? Okay, at quarterback. I might be wrong for this one. <laughs> real quick, real quick. Parameters for this: we yes. chose 
24 players, 22 offense, 22 defense, kicker, punter. Jason did his own thing for kicker, punter, because didn't have a lot to choose from. But <laughs> we'll get to that here soon. All right, I apologize. Jason, you are good. who you got at quarterback? All right, y'all looking at me weird, because uh, I picked Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. And here, let me explain you why. It wasn't because Patrick Mahomes isn't the best quarterback, and it's not because he's a 50-50, you know. Where do we put him at? All-time quarterback. It's 100% because the other side has some good pass rushers. And we're going to need some movement out of that backfield to get him free, to get him loose, and to get some more time so that 40 time from Tyree Kill exposes a little bit more. Lamar Jackson, our quarterback, we're going to run with him. He's going to be able to get um, give us more time. Uh, at running back. Do we need a running back, really? Probably not, but just in case we need to run the ball a little bit, we're picking up Saquon Barkley. Also, another parameter you, we didn't say, explain, we're not picking injured players currently. So, Nick I couldn't Chubb, pick up Nick Chubb, Chubb, unfortunately. Derrick Henry, a little washed. Saquon Barkley is our running back. He can catch out the backfield. He's a good blocker, very fast, very athletic. We're going with Saquon. Wide receiver, our number one, Tyree Kill. Enough said. Why? GG. He's fast. <laughs> He's faster. He's better. Uh, you can't keep up with us. We're going at least three wide every game, every play. At least. At minimum. If we're not four wide, fire me as a coach. Or fire <laughs> well, you'll, you'll see who our coach is. Um, Tyree yeah, Kill. Yeah, we picked coaches too. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Wide receiver two, best route runner in the league. Do I need to say any more? No. Okay, cool. Um, A.J. Brown, I'm going A.J. Brown at three. Stronger, faster, go up and get him. Also runs good routes. What more do I need? Devontae Adams, best release package in the – we need a spot guy. Someone's going to have to play in the slot, you know? Devontae Adams' big body can do it all, guy, as well. But who's going to be the inside guy that can run those routes? Honestly, any one of these receivers, probably other than A.J. Brown. But, enough said. And we have wide receiver five because, again, no kicker. There ain't a kicker. Our punter's our kicker. We got an extra player to play around with. Why not expose the other side's weakness and uh, go with C.D. Lamb, all right? No tight end. We don't need a tight end. <laughs> oh, we got all the tight ends. Who needs them? All right? <laughs> Here's another place where we dominate at. Oh, oh wait. Were we just doing skilled? Yeah, you're going to let me? Yeah. You're going to let us? Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad, Thank my bad. You. Thank you. My Jerry, goodness. tell him, who we got at quarterback? Quarterback. Easy pick because we couldn't pick Joe Burrow. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, we're going to turn around and hand the ball off to our running back. Best running back in the league, CMC. You know what we're going to do next play? We're going to turn around, hand the ball off to CMC. You know what we're going to do next play? We're going to keep it. Josh Allen around the edge. Josh Allen up the middle. We're going to run the ball all damn day long. Until we hit that pop pass to Travis Kelsey. And then to George Kittle. You got TJ Hawkinson. We might even... You know, if we want to count subs, I ain't going to say the subs. We don't, we got too many tight ends to count. 
And then you're going to expect the pop pass all day long to Kelsey. And then we're going to hit you over the top when you're least expecting it to Cooper Cup. Just like Matt Stafford did this weekend. He literally did it this weekend. Matt Stafford might be our backup quarterback for that reason. 63 yards, Cooper Cup down the field. We might not get a chance to throw the ball. We might have to have the ball for 99% of every quarter. 14 14 minute drives, 23 plays, 75 yards, CMC one yard touchdown. We might even, we can even tush push with Josh Allen. We can even tush push with Josh Allen. Man, it's gonna be so easy on the offensive side of the ball. I ain't gonna talk about defense. It's gonna be so easy on the offensive side of the ball to just run the ball. Just run the damn ball. That's all we gotta do. Tyreek Hill cannot score if he does not have the ball. And we'll get into it uh, here when we talk about the O line, but but yeah, when you got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield with Josh Allen, we may even throw a little triple option in there. Ooh. How are you stopping that? Ooh. How are you stopping that? Let me let me let me help you out. Fast, here. fast yeah. players on the other side of the ball. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how that works. You yeah. know, it's kind of crazy yeah. how that works. It's yeah. kind of crazy how that works when you when your defense when your defense can also play fast. We don't need to go off for forty yards. We just need three yards in a cloud of dust, baby. Three when, yards when, of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Do yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Run a triple option against Michael right. Parsons and Miles Garrett. Now that makes sense. That it makes does. so much sense. You're and not then have them on the same side. And if you do have them on the same side, we ain't running it that way. <laughs> <laughs> My edges are protected. You, look, you're not getting around that. Look, you ever seen Army play when football? Get, hey, hey. You ever seen Army college uh, play football? Yes, I have. That's us. That's us. That's us. That's Congrats. Us. Also, also, actually, you're running a three-man front. We're running it up that B-gap we, every single play. We are running a 3-4. Yes. That's, Does it have to be... A three four blank? No, it's a three four over. All right. You got too much. You got too much speed. Not enough size. We're gonna be bullying you. Six foot four, three hundred forty pounds. Six foot six, three hundred pounds. Six foot three hundred. You know who that six foot three hundred person is? Stronger than any one of your mans. Yeah, Aaron Donald. Nah, he ain't. He ain't stronger. Aaron Donald is the strongest player in the NFL. Aaron Donald is not 340 pounds. I said six foot, 300 pounds. And I said, do you uh, know who that person is? Aaron Donald. Sound Wash. like you said six foot six, 340 pounds. Yes. That is Chris Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, but you uh, only yeah. get to pick one of those though. Why? Mm. Are you, you're starting both of them. You're putting it Chris Jones. Uh, or DH. Three, four. Yes. Correct. Three, four. Oh. Oh, you're totally getting cooked inside. No. Absolutely. Christian, not. Christian McCaffrey. All right, all right. We're, we're getting too caught up on day. players we haven't even named yet. We're getting too caught up on players we haven't named yet. We also have fullback Kyle Uzcheck. He's, you know, best fullback in the NFL. Watch out. He's like a freight train coming through that hole. Jason, why don't you move on to that O line? Who do you got for us? All right. Where I Who's think we all also- by our defensive line. No one. Um, where I think we also have the advantage at is our offensive tackles. So much so, one of them is playing guard. Um, Trent Williams. (laughs) Trent Williams, locked down. I don't care if it's Nick Bosa. I don't care if it's Joey Bosa. I don't care if it's whoever you want. Throw them against them. They're getting locked. Elton Jenkins, top 10, guard. 
He also can play center, but we just kept him at guard because Eric McCoy, solid player. Not the greatest, solid. We just need someone smart, quick, fast. Solid player. He's going to be able to handle that offense, keep them everyone together. Andrew Thomas is our tackle that we moved to guard. Big body. All right. Other than his rookie year, has been one of the better tackles in the league. Boom. Done. Larry Me Tunsil, another quick, one of the better offensive tackles in the league. I believe he's ranked third behind Trent Williams and Lane Johnson. Fills out our offensive line. Strong, fast, quick, agile. We got everything. We're running the ball. We're throwing the ball. They can do it all. That's pretty good, but that doesn't really – I mean, we'll get to our defensive line and why that's really – why we're, we have the advantage here. But, but let's, let's, move, so let's, let's, let's move to our offensive line. We still got – we got a great group, especially interiorly. Interiorly, oh, yeah. we are yeah, – you can have that. That's, that's, that's we're all we absolutely need. Set. You can Left have that. Left tackle, Colton Miller, good ball player. Good ball player. First guy in, last one out. Guy, <laughs> real lunch pail kind of guy, you know, hard worker, coach's son. You know what I mean? I don't think you can say that about our entire team. Left guard, we got uh, <laughs> the belly himself, Quinn. How do you pronounce his last name? Miners. Miners. Quinn Miners. Yeah, he's a, uh, uh, is he a rookie or a second year? Second year. Second year. Uh, he kind of went viral because there's a picture of this him, second year. and his belly is literally like this. He's just looks like a uh, he's ridiculous, but he is absolutely Sexy. bullying people. He is he is <laughs> throwing people out the club. Like yeah, he's get he's out the like way. He's mean. He is mean. Let me see him do it, Aaron Donald. He'll, <laughs> he'll throw Aaron Donald out the club. This is his third year. Sorry, third yeah, year. Well, still, still. Yeah. He, he is mean. He's a monster. Then you got Jason Kelsey, the man, the myth, the legend himself. By the way, sexy. Voted second and sexiest man alive. Hmm. Anybody on your team voted sexiest man alive, Jason? No? That's weird. Hmm. <laughs> right guard, Chris Lindstrom. Right guard for the Atlanta Falcons. He's been. Are we, are we playing a football game or are we doing a fashion show? Yes. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into fashion show. We'll, we'll lose that one 10 times out of 10. But at right guard, Chris Lindstrom. He's been the number one ranked PFF guard in the NFL this year. Absolutely dominant. And, of course, right tackle. Jason, you were saying earlier, top three tackles in the league. Who were they? Trent Williams followed by? Lane Johnson. And Lane that's Johnson. who we got, right tackle. You ain't getting past him. You ain't getting past him. You actually, you can go past him because we'll be running it up, right up the middle. That's our O line. Switching over to the other side of the ball, Jason. Who you got for that D line? Oh, you've already oh, told us. You already told us, but but look, we'll give the official. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, they're so good up front in the interior. Oh, yeah. They're the... so we we bring up the big boys. All right, and they're they're playing more inside than outside. He wants me to run a three. Four with my defensive ends at the five. No, four, five spot. No, we're bringing them inside. All right, these big boys are stopping the run. All right, we got Aaron Donald, best pass rushing interior offense defensive lineman in the league. Right, Aaron Donald, 
best yeah. what? Pass rushing interior defense alignment in the league. Yeah. Fact. Passing, so. Oh, so we're not passing. Ooh. So let me just watch this man bench press all of his interior offensive alignment off the ground. Because that man, if you ain't double teaming him, be prepared for some havoc. All right. Dexter Lawrence. Wait, did we say? Yes. No. No. Quinnen Williams. Also, uh, what was what was PFF rankings, uh, Ryan? You want you want to give those back back to me? I think I think Quinn Williams was uh, number dead two, last. right behind Dexter. <laughs> dead. La- it was not dead last. <laughs> they both were in the uh, uh, lower to mid nineties. Oh, pretty good. So really good, really good, really good, really good. Um, and then. And the inside, we do bring in Dexter Lawrence for our nose tackle. He is big body, six foot four, three hundred and forty pounds, pure lean muscle. Jason Kelsey, unless you pull in, you got to man up on this guy every play, pounding him, pounding Tossed him. Out I, the club. I do, I do love Jason. I do love Jason. I love, <laughs> I love, you see this? I'm like, I love you, Jason. But uh, we gonna bring you some heat today. All right. Dexter Lawrence is gonna get drove to the to the. Second level, bro. No, just all day long. No, 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 no. Y- y'all gonna start? How you gonna have to start running some zone plays, and that's when you're gonna you see the Jason Kelsey athleticism. Great puller, solid guy. That I being said, that when it comes to game time against the, the black versus the whites, <laughs> Dexter Lawrence, big body inside, gonna dominate. All right, I have outside linebackers. We'll call them edge players. We have Mike Parsons dominating whoever we line him up against. Let's say, uh, is Miles Garrett, you're a Browns fan. Miles Garrett usually lined up on the right side. Uh, he bounces around. He does. He, around. he holds that down probably 40% of the time, but he'll let's, line let's, up over center, line up on the left side. Let's keep him on the right side. Let's keep him on the right side today. He's going to line up against Colton Miller. Yeah, we're running how off you, the how right. We run off the right oh, yeah. every time. Oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> then we'll flip. Dane Johnson to Michael we'll Parsons. I'll take that matchup. I, then I, we'll flip. Colton Miller to Miles Garrett. We're sticking on that right hash all day. <laughs> so that being said, on the other side, Mike Parsons, best pass rusher in the league. Uh, quick, fast, also strong. Has a Khalil Mack type dead arm. Yes. Yes. Michael Parsons, best pass rusher in the league? Come on. Since he's been in the league, I think he's been the best pass rusher in the league. Maybe not this year, since he's been in the league. You got another guy on your team that's the best pass rusher in the league. (laughs) Yeah. But all right. All right. Go ahead. Moscow is good. Don't get me wrong. I I like Michael as well. Pass rusher specifically, in my opinion. Oh, specifically. That's it. That's it. All right. Let me let me let me see what uh, you guys are rocking with on the defensive line. So this is the strength of our ball club. Our program is built <laughs> on this defensive line. Okay, and you know we're gonna get into it a little bit later. We got cornerbacks. We got safeties. Maybe not the best players on the field. Maybe not even on an NFL roster. (laughs) (laughs) But guess what? You don't need to rely on your quarters and safeties if their quarterback's getting sacked every play. So 
Mm-hmm. Our D-line. We got four of the best pass rushers, and they're passing every play, by the way. Four of the best pass rushers in the game today. At the edges, we got Nick Bosa, Max Crosby. Nick Bosa right now, the number one pass, or second, number two, sorry. Number two pass rush rate winner uh, in the NFL. Number one rated defensive Number two rated defensive end in the NFL. And then Max Crosby right there as well. He's in top five in pass rush percent win rate. And he didn't come off the field. Guys plays 100% of snaps, workhorse. He's a dog. Inside, you got big body D end Aiden Hutchinson. He'll be holding down that nose tackle. He'll be swim move right over that center, split the double team, cause him pressure up the middle, force Lamar off the spot. Then the edge is going to keep him contained, slowly collapse that pocket. And that third spot, the the motor, the constant running, the guy that never gives up on the play. I hate that he wears a Steelers uniform, but TJ Watt. You kidding me? You kidding me? You guys can get sacked 30 times. Easy. 30 times. And then, you know, we'll go ahead and move on to our linebackers since you sort of did linebackers. I get it kind of fits into your scheme, but that's fine. We get three of the hardest working first guy in, last guy out. Big hustle. Hard nose, big hustle player, linebackers in the league. We got Blake Cashman. All right, he's having a stellar year, top five PFF grade. We got Logan Explain Wilson. It. What team? What team is Blake Cashman for the people that don't? The Texans. Know he plays for the Thank Houston you. Texans. <laughs> then you got Logan Wilson. He plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. Guy has been injuring players left and right with that hip drop tackle. <laughs> you guys best be watching out. Y'all be better bring the subs, out. boy. <laughs> you don't want us to bring OSU the subs, boy. <laughs> we'll injure OSU. them too. <laughs> OSU legend plays for the uh, the Ohio State Saints. Uh, <laughs> we got Pete Werner. He's holding down that outside. He's going to take that slot player. You kidding me? Devontae Adams against Pete Warner? Bro. Pete Warner all day long. Locked down. Locked down. We're coming, we're coming with heavy pressure. We're blitzing. We're coming off the edge. You guys, you guys don't know what's coming. All right? You don't know what's no, coming. We know we're exactly what's blitz. coming. That's why we brought Lamar with us instead of Patrick All right. Mark. All right. All right. All right. Let's, 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 let's start to wrap this up real quickly. Who do you got at the back end? Uh, of your defense and give us your kicker and punter as well. So we have our middle punter. We have our middle linebackers as JOK. We we got to get someone to cover those tight ends. Best pass coverage linebacker in the league. Uh, right behind him in pass coverage, I believe, is also our other middle linebacker. Oh, sorry, rewind. I forgot. We took JOK off. We need a big body linebacker, run stopper. We got Rayquan Smith in there, and that is because our other linebacker for the 49ers, best rated linebacker in the league. Ryan, can you give me his name? Uh, you talking about Fred Warner? Fred Warner, yes, sir. And he shuts down all those tight ends. He also is good in run coverage. Locking down. Back in. For our DBs, we have cornerback Jalen Ramsey. When it comes to a guy one-on-one, stop. 
Stop. When it comes to a guy one-on-one coverage, I don't trust anyone more than Jalen Ramsey and this other guy, Sauce. Sauce who? Sauce Gardner. All right, Jets corner. If you don't know him, you already do. I know you know him. Come on now. All right. Free safety, Jesse Bates. Been playing as one of the best. Oh. Who's Mm -hmm. cooking him? Who's cooking him on our team? It don't matter. That don't matter. Who's cooking him on your team? It don't matter. All right, cool. Yeah. Next. All right. Free safety. Jesse Bates has been playing as one of the top best top coverage safeties and run safeties. We need a guy that's going to come up and lay the wood on Christian McCaffrey. All right. And speaking about laying the wood, Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. Guess where he can play? Safety. Outside linebacker. Inside linebacker. Slot corner. He can play everywhere. We don't need him to play slot corner. We could use him up and play some linebacker. And bang, bang, bang. Shout out Christian McCaffrey. Eyes on Christian McCaffrey. We're hitting him every play. And our punter slash kicker. We got to bring him up. There ain't no. We ain't got a kicker or a punter in the league. You know who I've seen do both? Marquette King. The best dancer in the league. When he was playing. Bring him up from free agency. He's on our team. And he's booting it. All I'm saying is. You do have one punter in the league. You could have chose. But you chose Marquette King anyway. You, you, uh, made, I'm, you made the right choice. Yes. Wait, who's who's the punter in the league? The Steelers punter. Steelers punter. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right I you're right. can't remember his name right now. He's, he's all right. He's okay. Look. When Marquette King was in the league, he was the best player. The only reason he's not on the team is because they didn't like his personality. Fair enough. But on this Fair team, enough. we Presley, need that Presley personality. Thank Presley you. Harvin. Thank you for that. I was thinking Percy Harvin. I'm like, that's not right. He hasn't been in the league for a while, but it's something like that. <laughs> but let's talk about the liability for this team, Jerry. <laughs> the Take elephant in the room. <laughs> the white elephant. Christmas time. <laughs> Hey yo! There you go. There you go. All right, we got Broncos practice squad cornerback Riley Moss. Let's go. And uh, free agent. Thank you, Iowa, for helping out this team. Or, by the yeah, way, yeah, oh, dude, <laughs> Iowa Just draft every player from Iowa. <laughs> uh, Jason, what was uh, what was our boys' forty time? Troy Apke. Troy Apke, free agent. Four three five. Impress Deion Sanders, the goat himself. Yeah, you think Tyreek Hill's running around that? Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. No. It just no put, way. Just put Troy Apke in the Hall of Fame right now. Look. Four it's, three five. It's set. Compared to a four what two nine I believe. Yeah. Four, no four. What's that? That's nothing. That's actually a lot. <laughs> That's nothing, dog. Nothing. Okay. And behind them, the actual Hall of Famer, Harrison Smith. Yes. Actual Hall of Famer, Harrison Smith. He's a dog. Great run stopper. That's we it. Need, we don't need to stop don't. the run. He, he can cover the pass. He can cover it. He's easy. Not it's much easy. anymore. Then, <laughs> Maybe 10, five years ago. <laughs> was leading in interceptions last year until he got injured. Oh, interesting. What's his name, Jerry? Jordan Poya. That's right. Jordan Poya. That's right. Kind of the so, surprise of the team. Yeah. Very shocked. Very shocked. So, so, at the end of the day, 
we have two solid safeties. We don't have any corners, but we're running zone coverage all day. We're running zone coverage. We got that on lockdown. Punter, kicker, don't stand a chance. We got Jake Camarda, punter for the Buccaneers. He's a dog. He'll get in your face, too. He'll get in your head. He'll get in your head. And then we have the GOAT himself, Justin Tucker. This may not be his best year, but guess what? We need a 63-yarder to lose by only 20. <laughs> He's he coming said out. He said He's it. coming out. He's coming out. Look, no, what a ridiculous premise that would be. It was fun to like talk about it, obviously. And yeah. it's silly that, you know, it's like, you know, us, uh, us, uh, what? We're going to be running that <laughs> uh, interior trap offense all day. And then you guys, all the athletes on the outside, super funny. Look, we're going to be grinding the clock all game long. Yes, all absolutely. Game long. But uh, obviously, all in good fun, and um, what a silly premise! Uh, but hey, yeah, I want to. I want to hear Jason's coaches because I want to yeah. hear. Well, this I, forgot, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. We, second biggest shocker. Coaches. Second biggest shocker of the league. We bring up Mike McDaniel. Interracial. First of all, Dad's black. He's one of us. <laughs> one of anyway, Mike McDaniel. <laughs> Is our head coach. Then we have offensive coordinator Benimi and then defensive coordinator Domeco Ryan's both who have proven themselves to be well at both situations. There you go, there you go. Our coaches, head coach Andy Reid, offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan, and defensive coordinator Bill Belichick. Two of the best coaches of all time and one up and comer. Come on. Get yeah. out of here, man. I mean I mean, if they if Andy Reid can't draw up some points for us, I don't know who can. All right, I don't it think might it's be hard. Points we got to worry about our points. That's <laughs> not our points. Someone draw up a defensive back for you. <laughs> Listen, Bill Belichick's going to be in Lamar's head. You guys may get a lot of yards, but he's going to force some turnovers. He's going to make him make a mistake, take the ball back. And y'all can't kick field goals because y'all ain't got a kicker. Yeah. So there you go. Go ahead and do a YouTube search for my boy kicking field goals. All right. He's done it. I've seen it. You can do it. Well, anyways, (laughs) what a funny premise. What a funny thing to think about. Obviously very silly, but uh, we had a really good time with it. Uh, We had a really good time with this episode. We want to thank you guys for joining us this week. We will see you next week. Everyone have happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate, we hope you have a good one. Make sure to follow us on our uh, social media at Unnamed Sports S. And don't forget to like and subscribe here on YouTube or wherever you find podcasts. We'll see you next time. Peace out, everybody. Later.